0: So hi, this is uh, the podcast, Guided Self-Healing, Fearless Living, and I'm Dr. Andrew Hahn, and this is our 60th episode. And today I'm really feeling, because I've already had a chance to talk with them, really lucky to have on two people who are running a a conference called Healing ALS. And uh, we have Patricia Tomowski, and Patricia is the principal researcher for Healing ALS, and she's interviewed over 50, 40 ALS reversals and dozens of integrative and conventional medical practitioners. And she's publishing a, a Healing ALS, ALS, which is the upcoming book. And she founded Healing ALS and Healing Advocates along with her husband, Scott Douglas. And here is Scott Douglas sitting next to Patricia. And what I can say about Scott is that he's also worked closely with Healing ALS community for over 10 years. and. What I really want to say about him, he has a wealth of background in television. And right now, um, he's his work includes being the director of Healing ALS, which is an upcoming docu-series, which I think is, like, really wonderful. So, and we're just meeting each other, and I'm going to ask some questions, and you guys can figure out who's going to answer them, because I have a feeling if you don't know how to work that number by now, in terms of, like, passing things off to each other, we're going to talk about marriage constantly. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us, how did you guys get interested in ALS out of everything in the universe? Teach us.
1: Well, this all started with Alzheimer's, actually. Um, Tish, um, her mother and grandmother had uh, been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and um, dementia. And um, we said that there's got to be something you can do about this. I know they say it's terminal and just help them be comfortable as this progresses, this disease progresses. And we said, there must be something we can do. So we went ahead and started. I took my background, which is um, you know, 30 years in journalism. I've done a lot of investigative journalism on health. And I said, let's go where the rubber meets the road. Let's get out, talk to people, interview them, and see what we can find out about this disease.
2: back up a little bit because before that I said okay I'm just going to look up omega-3s b-complex b-12 things that I knew were good for the brain and let me just look up some vitamins we'll give them to mom and try to slow things down Mm -hmm. and then we found all these people online that had reversed Alzheimer's like they were had dementia they didn't know their children they didn't know they were forgetting everything and then all of a sudden they got got better so we never heard of that so that's that was the pre-story to that (laughs) yes and then we decided to go visit them because we said you know what we and we looked at their we had we met a 90 she was 90
1: 92. i, I think, think she was, was
2: 92 when we met her mm-hmm. and when night when she was 90 we looked at her, her her neurological report and it was cannot 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 she couldn't do anything she
1: could not even feed herself she and the even court feed.
2: took over her they, they said okay she had a court appointed guardian because um the sons couldn't decide which you know who was gonna who was gonna get their way taking care of mom so they just appointed her a guardian and then six months later can 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 yes. can And she deemed herself competent again. Well, actually,
1: the court deemed her back competent. And so she was able to take care of her own finances. She was able to take care of her own ranch and farm that the sons were probably about to take over. And uh, it was amazing. So we knew Alzheimer's was reversible. And so what we did was go ahead and start traveling throughout the country when we find these reversible stories. Is this true? What did they do? We wanted to know all the different modalities of what took place with this individual. Well, before we know it, we started doing that with ALS too, because ALS just kind of came to us. Yeah,
2: every time I did a did a Google search on, on Alzheimer's, I kept coming up with this book. It's called Eric is Winning. And he was diagnosed back in uh, oh, like boy. 96 was, or 92, yeah. you know, way, way back a long time ago with ALS. And yet he was still around and doing very well. And mm-hmm. and he so he wrote this book called Eric is Winning. And so finally, I guess he must have had Alzheimer's as a keyword, because I kept finding it. So mm-hmm. I finally just bought it one day. And I was looking at what we could do for my mom, and what that book did is it put it in three categories because you you
1: yes all, all these it,
2: oxygen therapies these so you're looking at what to do right mm-hmm. and he put it in three categories which was it
1: was positive mental attitude that's something that's totally overlooked in allopathic medicine okay mm-hmm. and. He did. Nut- it
2: was said so it was nutrition. Yeah. Nutrition and supplements, detox and PMA, positive, and positive mental attitude. Attitude. Those three things. And all of a sudden, all these all these things that I've been researching could actually fit into one of these three buckets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you look at nutrition, you're also talking about healing the gut and healing the liver, that kind of thing. But basically when we talked to other people and he had all these people that he was in touch with that had revosed ALS. Mm -hmm. So we're like, wait a minute, that's really interesting. So we found people that revosed Alzheimer's and Mm -hmm. ALS. And we kind of just went across the country and filmed a whole bunch of We went
1: from Nova Scotia to British Columbia, and we went twice back and forth across the United States. Down to Texas, Florida, everywhere. (laughs) We zigzagged all through, doing the door knocks, talking, because my background, we have to go there see, look, feel, get the evidence firsthand, interview, back to the basic things. And that's was what was was my, on my mind to make sure that we knew firsthand that this is what was, what was happening because you don't hear this or see this anywhere else, not in media, not in, I mean, it, was, it was still yeah. considered. Yeah, terminal. so
2: we did find out why it's not on the news that all these people have reversed these chronic diseases. It's because big pharma, you know all these news stations. The media has like twenty five percent of their revenues are coming from big pharma, at least. So they're never going to tell you about anything that doesn't involve drugs, and none of this involved drugs about people reversing. So we have about a hundred and seventy thousand views on our reversing Alzheimer's YouTube video. It's it's like how to reverse Alzheimer's in an hour. So we kind of took that and made like a, a yep. like a in we, a nutshell yeah just in a oh. nutshell it's it's how to do it now and when we did a we we did a presentation in florida and and we just summarized everything that we had learned when we were on our trip and then we've also been doing this essentially for als yes we have now like 40 als reversals so we were guided basically forget all do was due ALS. <laughs> and i know that's crazy but yeah. sharp again.org is Um, We helped found them Mm -hmm. and they are doing holistic healing for Alzheimer's, but I can tell you there's a reason why we're doing ALS and ALS, we just kept, you know, you get hit by a head in the head (laughs) enough Uh, times and you just work. So pretty much from 2014, 15, we pretty much just, since 2015, we've been just doing ALS, ALS, no Alzheimer's at all. And But what's happened in between is we have found probably well over a hundred people that have really reversed ALS.
1: We're talking gaining in functionality, not just sitting there or progression. Now there's categories we put them in. There's long-term survivors. Mm -hmm. There are those that are actually gaining in functionality. Those are ALS reversals in progress. Mm -hmm. And then we have ALS reversals that are out hiking the mountains of Utah with me. And it's like, wow, they are back, and so yeah. we we've come across those in our travels for sure. So
2: we have we've had people with like two fingers of movement, and they're completely back. We've and, and with these same principles, nutrition, detoxification, and there's a little more. I would say emotional healing is a big one. Healing mm-hmm. anything suppressed, any yes. suppressed traumas, you got to take care of exactly
1: them. what you're familiar with. Forgiveness.
2: Those, if you those... haven't forgiven anybody and everything, mm-hmm. forget it. You're holding on to things. You're going to hold on to your disease too. <laughs>
1: it's just <laughs> one of those
2: things. So
1: funny how that happens. But, but other people,
2: like I look at healing, like I look at Mark Manchester, he was on a tracheostomy oh, and yes. a feeding tube. And- He's, but this guy had the best attitude. Let me tell you, he was diagnosed in 2011. And he did a podcast. He did a, um, we have on Sundays, we have webinars. So Mm -hmm. we came to a webinar and he did his presentation was how to have fun when you can't move, Move, eat, breathe, or speak. Or speak.
0: (laughs) When you just. I I want this webinar, I want to hear this yes yeah he's amazing and, and, and
2: he they would go to football games like one time in a football game they go to concerts football yes, games then, but at the football game right there's oh, a touchdown there's... going on and of course he's dependent on mechanical ventilation he so he's move. got a tracheostomy and, so... and he's got his backup machine so anyways so all of a sudden everybody's looking at the touchdown and
1: cheering the touchdown everything <laughs> i think it was his wife lisa that happened to glance over and look at him and he was like blue, blue. In the face. Zero oxygen. The machine had stopped. It ran out of power. And so they had to hurry up, switch, get the backup machine on, all of that and everything. So it's like, wow, his story is amazing. Yeah,
2: but now we, you know, he walks a mile on the beach. Yes. Amazing. So healing is, there's no question. There's a guy, so he's coming to the conference. Yes. There is uh, the, and by the way, people can watch, can live stream the conference and they can also watch the conference recordings afterwards right so uh anyway he's going to be speaking yes um kim cherry is going to be speaking he did ozone therapy to to help him detox that's right he he was you know worked right his office was right above a welding area so remember it's it's really it's part mental and emotional and part physical so when you get poisoned, people get mold poisoned they get heavy metal poisoning from their fillings. This is a
1: multifactorial fillings. disease. Yeah, There's so yeah. many different ways that people end up with ALS. Yeah. And we're going to have at least 10 ALS reversals telling their story at this conference. Like
0: walking around. I
1: don't know anywhere else in the world you're going to get that many folks who've reversed ALS telling their story.
0: Well, my, my sense actually is, you can tell me if this is wrong, but I mean, you know, you know, I've talked to you briefly what my sense is about trauma and how that plays out in all kinds of different ways. But the other side of my life is um, I ended up with a really extraordinary orthomolecular doctor who, I mean, I assume you guys know orthomolecular medicine. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was Linus Pauling's only student on the East coast. And, you know, and this guy took all of Linus Pauling's work and people came from all over the world with all kinds of horrific diseases and just through supplements and detox and nutrition they would get the most amazing results. And he unfortunately didn't train anybody because that was the way he was. But like, so I know the world you're talking about, not from the inside of being a medically oriented, but I know what it's like to have someone say, I can give you a fingerprint about supplements and about detox and about nutrition. And I know how to heal trauma. And uh, I actually think it's, I think what you say is true about everything, not even just ALS. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. and those things, you know, that there is something, there's some kind of physical trauma and there, which is what you're talking about when you're talking about, you know, being poisoned, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's something about how can you most make your system, how can you be in relationship with it so that it can be exactly like you're saying, I'm going to care for my body. Like it really is a temple, by giving it exactly what it wants. And then how can I take care of what I would say is sort of like psycho-spiritual trauma. And what you're saying to me just makes me want to cry. I mean, you know, and it makes me want to come, I just, you know, just,
1: I totally understand. And it's amazing up here. And I want to say it's more up here than it is physically here. At least 60% here, maybe 40% the rest of all the other physical diet and supplements But this is so important because there are those who have gained in functionality. They have gotten better and then said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, I can't get better. I don't wanna get better because I have ALS. This is what has defined me. You know what I mean? And that breaks my heart because it's, it's that sort of area to where this is my comfort zone, I'm complacent here. It's that complacency that I wanna be in Because I'm scared to branch out now. Do I have to now go back and get a job? Do I now have to face the world the way I used to? Those things are very important when you start healing.
2: But the physical part is also very, very important. We have people that are in mold. 50% of Americans actually live in mold houses with mold.
1: Mold is a big one. It's
2: crazy. So mold is huge. If you have a neurodegenerative disease and you're living in a moldy house, how on earth are you going to heal? Um, the other thing was McFinn. He was down to two years of movement. He was full of now, granted, he actually finally kind of cleared his pathways through energy oh, healing. Oh, yes. But mm-hmm. he also, his B12 was down to 200, which his regular doctor said, Oh, 211, you're in the normal range. Then he went to a, a, a holistic doctor and he mm-hmm. said, uh, No, if you want to actually regrow nerve cells and neurons, you better be in the eight or 900 range on your B12. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between optimal. Mm-hmm and quote unquote and again, in range and
1: visualize him he can only move two fingers to move his electric wheelchair that was it and now he is back hiking now it I, is it is amazing
0: i really do have a question for you guys because you're talking about the three things that i think affect everything and you're certainly saying it affects als which is you know you have to detox you have to get you have to really give your body what it needs and you have to heal whatever trauma so that you have you can just be in a whole different relationship with whatever this is. Do you have a sense of why, in your experience, sometimes that plays out in ALS and sometimes it would play out in something else? Do you have a sense? Of I, think genetics.
2: I think, you know, like my family is yeah. very sensitive to Alzheimer's. So I started yeah. having Alzheimer's symptoms in my yeah. 40s. So I think it's genetics. I think if other families, it's like cancer. So if you... You know, my family doesn't have a huge amount of cancer, but we have neurodegenerative disease instead. So, you know, so it might be somebody else's disease, somebody else's family, that's those same toxins are going to contribute and they're going to end up with cancer. Somebody else is going to end up with diabetes. Somebody, you know, that I think it's, I think there's a genetic component.
1: There's a mental genetic component too, because you could be carrying
2: past
1: traumas from something that's generational in that family.
2: Well, stress also like stress depletes magnesium. So almost all disease. Harvard did a study like ninety five percent of diseases are brought upon by stress. Yes. Well, stress by the way it depletes your magnesium. It depletes your vitamin oh, yes. C. It, you know, it's it, it depletes the,
1: the minerals
2: in your body. And also, if you think about this, even in, in a stressful state, how is your body going to going to absorb nutrients, and how are your cells going to detoxify? Yeah,
0: you have so, to learn how to. You have to learn how to be in a In a whole different relationship with stress yeah
2: i believe so in order to heal it's really all three and you've got to also we have uh, seven times the number of airline pilots if you all right so if you are in the military because the military get a lot of vaccines and they're exposed to a lot of toxins so you have i think five times more likely if you're in the military to get als than the regular population but within the military if you're a pilot yes You've got, like, another seven times on top of that.
1: There's or, more or pilots that than
2: any other part of the... Ma- and the, and
1: aircraft like, maintenance.
2: Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. the, but they also get the radiation The solvents up there and too.
1: all that. Yeah. So a lot of the,
2: What we eat, and it's really strange that our food is so corrupted now. When you compare oh, the boy. diet yes. in the 20s and 30s oh, to boy. our diet now... Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's almost not real food. People aren't eating like real vegetables
1: and, anymore and fruits. And they're not getting the nutrients from the soil. We don't rotate our crops like we used to. When I was a child, we made sure we always rotated the crops to make sure. When I lived out on a farm, it was the diff totally different than the farms you see today that are just manufacturing the same thing, same thing, and not rotating their crops. They're not getting the nutrients, depleting all those nutrients out of the soil.
0: That's true because they don't. They don't know that the earth is a living being and right i don't know that the crops are living beings they treat it like they're just things
1: why are we putting glyphosate on living beings i mean that doesn't make sense yeah. to yeah
2: glyphosate is another big pesticides glyphosate is another big causative factor and there's another piece of genetics so we were talking to dr david kennedy mm. who's what well, he, he's a dentist and good. he was explaining that if you have the APOE4 gene, right, mm-hmm. you're not very good at detoxing heavy metals.
1: You're not good at sweating now, either. Now, if
2: you have the two, so you like a 2-3, you're really good. So you could have 20 silver fillings in your mouth, which are 50% mercury. So you could have 20 mercury fillings and be 90 years old and be just fine because you're a 2-3, so you're going to detox really well. Whereas if you're a 4-4 four, four, or a 3-4 mm-hmm. and you're exposed to those same 20 mercury fillings, you're uh, one in ten people at sixty five has Alzheimer's dementia, and one in two by eighty five. Why is that? Because our liver doesn't work as well. We're not detoxing as well, and there's this accumulation in our body. So yeah. I wonder, I wonder.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: there's some genetics there, yes. and so just because part of the population is more susceptible to another, Another part doesn't make these fillings right. I mean, why they're still legal in the United States,
1: and they're and putting them in our children? Where other countries have banned mercury amalgam.
2: Yeah, why are they putting in our children? And they're fifty percent mercury. It's one of the most Ooh. toxic substances on the planet, and we're putting it on our children.
1: Mercury in the vicinity of your brain's neurons goes back into neurofibrillary tangles that they find in deceased Alzheimer's patients. So, why are we putting mercury so close to our neurons? So, I mean, it's, it doesn't make sense.
0: Right. It doesn't make
2: sense. So, if you want to know the secret of how people heal, they do like 50 things. It's, like, honestly, they do. They're taking a bunch of supplements. They're doing different detox protocols. They're researching what they're doing. They're doing a lot of things for their minds, for stress, for healing, emotional trauma, for being positive. So it's kind of like, you know, you might only be able to do 20 at a time, but the fact is you, 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 you slowly, but surely, and they slowly, but surely heal. It's kind of, mm-hmm. it's except for the people, there's one exception to that rule.
1: Oh, what's that? what's that? Prayer. Oh, this was the curveball, the curveball that came into us as we were doing our research. Uh We were were out and about. We've actually come across those who have actually healed and they healed during prayer service. Mm -hmm. They healed with everyone laying hands on them and praying for them. Mm -hmm. And they were actually regained their atrophy back. And And some of them
2: did it slowly and some of them did it did it it quick. One like, of the people coming to the conference, he was and, healed in two minutes.
1: And so we were saying at first, no, 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 Too we mi- were yeah, saying that this true. is not, we were, we were going like, no, this can't be, they must be doing something else. And we were kind of dismissing it, right? Until we started coming across so many more yeah. and we could not miss those points.
2: So the first we 16 ALS reversals we ran into, four of them. Or through prayer and i'm like okay well we can't throw away 25 of the data <laughs> exactly that, that you was 25
1: though you
0: thought it was crazy You said it may be crazy but i have to look into it so i have a lot of respect for that yeah so we have to i mean you yeah. have to look at prayer um
2: Abby mcdonald who's coming to the conference oh yes she, she'll be speaking yes she actually didn't heal through prayer but what she how she healed and now she was in a wheelchair within four four weeks of diagnosis mm-hmm. the doctor gave her a year to live six months into it and and you're interested in this because you're a psychologist six months into oh, it yeah, she, she she and she, she at that point she was in a wheelchair and she couldn't move
1: but she, she had, she had already prepared it. her funeral she had prepared everything about how she was going to die she had she was just determined she knew that's what she was gonna she to was
2: be. she was writing while she could type at least she was writing uh journals on on uh, observational on how she was healing she was observing herself dying Mm -hmm. and then one day there was a switch at six months some friends took her out and she looked at a beautiful sunset and she says why am i spending all my time dying instead of living
1: but she was reluctant she was angry at them getting her out of that she would lock herself in the room Mm -hmm. and she was angry she wouldn't see anybody she didn't want to see anybody i'm gonna die this is the way it is and they got her took her out to a sunset um, just outside of Tucson, Arizona, I think it was A Mountain up on the top of the mountain. And she watched and saw this beautiful sunset. They laid out a uh, food and a picnic for her and everything. And she realized, what am I doing? Life still can be good. Just like Mark Manchester. How to have fun when you can't even move. Yeah. <laughs> right. Movie. So and so
2: so she decided, okay, I've got the doctor had given her six months, and she was a nurse. She believed the doctor. Mm -hmm. And she says, okay, I got, what am I going to do with the last six months of my life? I'm going to make it the best six months. And she did a lot of Mm self-examination. She realized that she was holding grudges. She realized that she did favors for people with expectation of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. So she, Mm -hmm. she has said, I'm going to give without any expectation i'm going to start giving so she was still able to talk so i guess she was able to move her fingers enough to dial a phone so she would make phone calls for this nonprofit because she said look at i want to give and expect nothing back but i the, want to forgive but and the key expect nothing back the key back.
1: on all this she learned to love herself she knew all this time she was not loving herself she was not forgiving herself she was and she learned to love herself and there was a big switch there when she did that. She looked at herself in the mirror and she just, what am I doing? What am I doing? I have to love myself.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But anyway, I, I was, I, I thought it was really interested, the forgiveness. She didn't, she just totally, it took, took her months though to yeah, forgive. It, it, it wasn't t- quick. Wow. But what happened was at the end of the six months, uh, she didn't die. Mm-hmm. And then she started getting better just from working with her mind yes so she was had a good diet she was taking vitamins mm-hmm. she got her fillings out so i don't want to say she didn't do and, anything and on the was, physical level but this she was did
1: years ago before the good quote unquote diets were out there so this was back in the 80s
2: yeah this is early 80s
1: and so she it was mostly mental not mostly physical For her. So, uh-huh. but That's other
2: people, it's been mostly they've gotten they've gotten mold detox, they've done heavy metal detox, and mm-hmm. and they have slowly but surely healed. Um, we but had one of the. I say, one, out
1: of all of our reversals, the mental still played probably the most important part. It changed their outlook on life.
0: Well, look at it this way: I can tell you why that might be so, because the mental is ultimately about a kind of vibrational energy. It's not about matter. Got it. And no matter what you do in your bodies, if you think about it for a second, even if you're doing something exquisite, you're still working in the world of matter. And you know, by definition, that the vibrations, higher vibrations, you know, if, if we believe Einstein is a meeting place, you say e equals MC squared, right? So mm-hmm. you know that if you can do something vibrationally, theoretically, it's gonna be a more powerful, potentially intervention than working on the same level except for the fact that the same level, if you can raise the vibration of the same level a lot, right? Because if you're eating really healthy stuff as opposed to really unhealthy stuff, it's still the world of matter, but it's like a much higher octave of matter, right? But theoretically, which I have found, if you could do something enough to bring dense energy back into its pure form Which from my point of view is about self-acceptance, or it's the kinds of things you guys are talking about. If you can find all the things you haven't accepted and you can find a way to be in a different relationship with them, I also have seen miracles just from doing that, which I get to see all the time, which is gonna make me cry. So, and I think, you know, what you guys have done is you've taken and you've made it into a trinity and you said, Look, there are three things that are going on here. And we don't have to, you know, say anything is better than anything else. I mean, like, you know.
1: Why not do everything? Yes. You have to do everything. everything. And the
2: reality Just is all open, of these supplements that you're taking so don't work uh, if your mind is in a state of stress because right. the body can't absorb the nutrients and the body can't detox. So you could be on these all these programs. Right. They're not going to work really well. But once you are in this parasympathetic state, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden people can work and energy blocks. I know uh, Dr. Cowden's going to talk about energy blocks during the conference. Yes. We have some really top doctors talking. Even mm-hmm. the gut is your second brain. So if you're under a strain of stress, where do you feel it in your gut? How can you heal your gut?
1: And the reason- if you're worried, if you're anxious, if you're... Yes, <laughs> but a lot of folks, say, well, that's just woo-woo. That's just... You have to approach it with an open mind. And the reason why, because those that have healed, it has usually been the least thing that they expected that triggered that healing. It wasn't what they expected. You have to have an open mind when you look at all of this. Even some of the toughest critics that we had at our last conference back in 2019, they turned around during that conference. It's like, oh my, oh my, I came here to criticize. And now literally came right up to me shook my hand and said I thank you for what has taken place here in this conference I came here as a critic openly told me that and it totally turns them 180 degrees around
2: because this is all evidence-based medicine I mean it's not like it isn't right. uh, these holistic doctors for the last 20 30 40 50 years have been practicing medicine and it works just because it's not drugs
1: yeah right. it's um, natural and holistic oh that so was it's the not, other thing <laughs> it's not quote-unquote standard. It's not, but you have to be open mind because that healing always seems to take place with what you least expect is gonna help trigger that healing.
0: Well now you're in my world because I've been doing that for 30 hours a week for years. <laughs> and if uh I told you some of the reasons, some of the things that traumatize people, because that's why I call it life centered therapy. That's why we call it you have to open to everything. everything everything Everything. all possible reasons that you have the trauma all possible resolutions and if you open to everything you find the most amazing stuff is why people are stuck and you know how to determine it very quickly which we do uh worlds open up and i've seen things that are you know in in moments that are truly miraculous i mean and i told you before we were on, I told you one of the stories, but I've seen yeah. things that make that story really pale in comparison. But you have, I mean, it's like some people don't believe that, you know, if someone said, the reason I'm psychotic and like I'm, I feel crazy is because a dark energy took me over. Well, if you say they're crazy and you put them on Thorazine, they'll never tell anybody else and they'll stay crazy until they're they exactly crazy and that. they'll lock them
1: up in an institution and, well, uh, you well, know.
0: I found out that that was what happened to somebody who'd been hospitalized over and over and over again with what's called multiple personality dissociative identity with psychotic features. And uh, we found out, even though she had the worst history you could ever imagine, that she said, I know exactly when this happened. It was when I was eight years old and a dark energy took me over, when I was in a fire and brimstone sermon that my father was preaching. Oh. uh, Oh. Transform that energy, and I will tell you that woman who was hospitalized over and over and over again, never was hospitalized again. And I know that. Wow. Woman, we walked into the same doctor's office almost 30 years later, and she said, "I, we, I, because we had moved apart from each other, and I knew she had been hospitalized while I was seeing her, but I didn't know what happened to her." And she said, "Never again."
2: How'd you get rid of the dark energy?
0: You want to know how? I'll tell you. <laughs> So, what I do is i I have her go back and I find that little girl by the body sensation. So I told you this, okay? So she's there, and it says she knew how to get rid of the this energy. And she said, "I have to do a dance." And this woman was one sixteenth Native American, and believe me, she knows this woman does not dance. I will tell you that for sure. <laughs> and she starts doing this amazing dance. This is the one, session. If I had one session, I wish I had on videotape. I wish I had it. She starts doing this intricate dance, like, and it's clearly Native American. She's 116th Native American. And she had just gotten interested in this stuff. She says, I'm supposed to do this dance. And she's going to this beat that you can tell is kind of a Native American beat. Mm -hmm. And she's doing like, like these, like intricate circles around a circle, right? She does for about a minute, she looks up at me as if to say, what am I doing? Because she's being danced. She does it for another minute and if you're attuned to these things you can feel the room kind of shake a little bit and it gets lighter and she said i'm done and she was never hospitalized again wow so she knew how to get rid of her own dark energy she just didn't know she had knew, but it said she knew and she tuned in, and she said i am just do dance and she didn't know that it came from wherever it came from but exactly wow danced and uh
2: well, we all have the capability of healing ourselves. And it's just a question of, I think, becoming in tune to it. I think as we as we p- become more aware, we become more in tune. And then we're going to be led to the things that heal. So it's not sometimes it's healing in minutes, but sometimes it's being led uh, to that's something true. just like we were led to do ALS versus <laughs> Alzheimer's. I yeah. mean, it was just it was very, very clear that that's where we're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. But I've had people say that, you know, I just had a feeling I got that I saw this. And then if you see it like three times in a week, you know, I better try that supplement because it's just coming and I I can just, I can just feel this is, this is, this is going to be good for me. And you just know it uh, intuitively. So Kelly Turner, PhD, have you read Kelly Turner's book radical remission? No. Oh, you have to read it. It's a must read. You can read it in a day. It's quick. It's called radical remission. She took a thousand cancer patients. And who had beat the odds? Who right. shouldn't have been they alive? not have been
1: alive. They they either
2: way, did way better than prognosis, or they should have been dead, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. And she found a hundred and something like okay. hundred and twenty some seven factors that it could have been that oh. healed them. But out of those thousand people, there were nine things that oh, everybody yes. nine had, things. and only two of yeah. them were physical. So they changed their diet mm-hmm. and they took supplements. That, that was the two physical things the rest of them were uh they had a str- they had a sense of purpose mm-hmm. they had a strong social support
0: mm-hmm.
2: they uh believed in a higher power
0: mm-hmm.
2: they just all you just all these things they healed emotional trauma they mm-hmm. found ways to that heal emotional trauma biggest. but there were these nine things that i'm like wait a minute two of these are physical and, and seven the of these are mental, are mental and emotional so you're just like, wow, I mean, that just proves it. And here she is a PhD and doing all this data analysis. She has another one, a second book is called Radical Hope. And then she took it beyond cancer. Uh, we actually gave her uh, the ALS page, the ALS patient that she interviewed said, she, she, um, she asked us uh, for, if it, for an ALS patient and we gave her a few uh, to talk to. And the one that's in her book is, uh, mm-hmm. is one we referred to her. And, but it's amazing. It's, it's incredible that this mm-hmm. is part of healing. So healing the body, healing the spirit, healing the mind, it, it's all important.
0: Well, this has been wonderful. I'm going to have to wrap up soon. I wish I did not have to wrap up soon, but I do. <laughs> um, so I'm, I feel bad about that. But tell us how, tell us about your conference. Tell us, tell people the best way to reach you. And like, if people want to support you, which I would love to do personally, how we can best support you. Because you're doing, you know, lovely work. So teach us. Oh, right ahead.
2: So healingalsconference.org yes. is going to have the information about the conference. So while the conference is going and getting that, but if after the conference is over, we pretty much go back to healingals.org. We do Sunday webinars every Sunday. There's a donate button. So absolutely mm-hmm. anyone can donate. It's great. We always appreciate donations um, because we provide the Sunday. What we're doing on Sundays is we provide it for free. Yes. So sometimes we'll have one, two, three, four hundred 400 people on our Sunday webinars, Ooh. all ALS families from, we've had 25 different, different countries, countries. Yes. on, and we have a different speaker every Sunday. And basically they're just learning how to heal. And what's really interesting is our audience. I know we don't have all the answers. I wish we did, but probably yeah. like we've got 10%, five to 10% of people reversing. Um, maybe 10, 15% have totally stabilized and 70% are still working on, but they've slowed it down. They've absolutely mm-hmm. so there's no question, no doubt, and we're creating an ALS registry now, so we will be able to prove that the ALS people that do holistic medicine have a much, 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 much. slower rate of decline. So we've got people that are, you know, living if 10, 20, 30 it. years with ALS rather than the standard two to five years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, it's very exciting. No and longer, our goal, by the way, we have a goal.
1: Yes. We no longer our consider goal, it as a terminal disease. Our goal
2: is ninety percent reversal rate. We want ninety yes. percent of people reversing. Forget the slowing just... it down, forget the stabilizer. We want ninety percent. We're throwing
1: it out there now. So in the future, not too long from now, when you see this turnaround. We th- we're throwing it out there now, and Nine sometimes
2: or, it takes like five years. Stephen Sherry, it took him six years. Stephen Bishop, yes. eight years to turn mm-hmm. around. So they were doing this. If you're full of mold, heavy metals, viruses, pesticides, bacteria, stress, stress and you have got bad gut function and liver function, it takes time to heal that. So that's why sometimes it might take him a few years. Even Manchester, Manchester he was yeah, like, he uh, like he was diagnosed at eleven. He didn't turn Manchester. around until 18. eighteen. By nineteen, he was walking.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I see why you guys are so drawn to each other because there's this is amazing union. Because I can tell, Patricia, you're a little bit more oriented, a little bit in your emphasis towards the physical stuff. So <laughs> uh, I can tell also, you know, what I wanted to see one here, but,
2: but nothing mm-hmm. works if you don't have the mental. You have to it's have
0: I, I know that's, that's what's what so I tried not, You know, you're,
1: yeah. you because
0: know, you keep going oh. back to the mental, and you. But the union between the two of you was like. uh, something something sacred oh
2: healingalsconference.org and healingals.org you want both of those and that's really where it's just it's going to be we're redoing our website so it should be better by the end of 2022
1: it's very old and old style but we're getting there we're going to renew it but one of the key buttons to press on the healingals.org website that is the sunday recordings you can press on all of our past Sunday recordings. And you can look at all of the history of all of those reversals that are telling their stories. It's all right yeah. there and it's free to everyone. Yeah.
2: And then he, the Healing LS, the conference recordings too. So we had one person reverse ALS from the 219 conference, and she said she just watched all of the recordings three times. I'm, conference. Do, you I'm have time to, conference.
1: do you have time to tell a quick short story? Very short? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay. On. We're going to go. stop you it. anyhow, so go for
1: it. One <laughs> individual, okay, they decided to commit suicide. They said, I have ALS, it's terminal, mm-hmm. and over in Switzerland, I can actually do it legally. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he was 42. He was 42? And he
2: lived in. He was living in Germany at the time. He was
1: living in Germany at the time.
2: Didn't speak English.
1: Didn't speak English. Only he spoke could only English. spoke Spanish, and he only spoke German. Okay. He happened, okay. His wife said, no, you're not going over there to commit suicide. Yeah, he
2: said, this is the You problem. can't
1: move. I'm not gonna drive you. <laughs> I'm not gonna have your friends drive you, and you're gonna sit there and you're not gonna go across that border to go commit suicide. And he was frustrated. So he started researching on his own because he was able to look at a computer and he stumbled across healingals.org
2: this was back in January of 2016. He was diagnosed in December. He found us in January and he is now playing tennis again. Now we didn't even know any of this.
1: We didn't know at all. Because he had to Google
2: translate everything. He doesn't speak English. He had had to Google Google translate translate everything into Spanish Mm -hmm. because that's his first language. But then we got to know these Spanish people. And then we found out, um, we have this girl from South America and her father's doing really well. So it's kind of like, she got in touch with him and then we found out about him but we never would have found out cuz he said well there's no point in contacting you cuz i don't speak english and you don't speak spanish or german and so. he he
1: was like hey what is this this website says people are getting better people are reversing this terminal mm-hmm. disease and so he got into it and totally and he's he, been
2: helping people heal he's been, he's been helping, helping be, people he's heal now doing
1: early. karate believe it or not yeah, i believe <laughs> it
2: so yeah it's it's a miracle so we believe okay. that als and all chronic diseases we we can absolutely mm-hmm. heal all of it yeah. No question.
0: I'll I'll
2: tell you what. People can heal
0: themselves. People can heal themselves and we can get together and put our wonderful minds and hearts and bodies together. And maybe we can, you and the two of you and I can learn from each other and maybe we can push things even more forward, which would be. a Yeah.
2: I would love to talk to you again, because really, I want to hear more about this. um, What you said, um, life, centered therapy yes
0: life centered yes. well, i tell you I what i will get the book that you were talking about, and i will watch your videos if you want we have a book which was not our title it's called the one hour miracle and it's a fun read so okay. you read it and i will look at your stuff and we can i would love to continue this conversation
2: okay uh, great
0: okay. And, and we'll figure out the form life will reveal it to us <laughs> okay. absolutely and you guys are great and it's been my total pleasure thank you so much thank you totally be in touch with each other okay okay yes thanks bye and good luck with your conference thank you thank you you. my pleasure bye-bye